0: What's up guys, it's a great day. This is Fuquan Bilal and we are back with another great episode of the PFREI podcast series. We interview experts in the real estate business in order to provide you with some of the best investment strategies and techniques used by leading fund managers, financiers, house flippers, and more. We appreciate every single one of you for taking the time to press play on the podcast and hope you enjoy this new episode. All right, guys, we're back again with another great episode of PFREI. I'm your host, Fuquan Bilal. We got a really good show for you guys. Make sure you check us out on Twitter, uh, Instagram, and Facebook, and all the other social media platforms. Today, we have Robert Nickel, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, how his company can successfully help you. Uh, you know, if you're doing a virtual setup and all that good stuff. But first, Rob, we're going to jump into the real estate stuff. We travel in the same circle. Uh, and I was actually intrigued uh, when I first met you and kind of learned the services that you provide to real estate investors. But the, uh, the first question I always ask the guests is, why are you passionate for real estate investing?
1: I think uh, like a lot of people and, and probably most people that are listening, uh, real estate is one of the only tangible Assets and ways of, of, of vehicles to produce passive income and create uh, this the, the dream scenario, which is at some point, hopefully, I can retire and, and live on the beach without having to show up and go to work every <laughs> single day. And so, the only way for me to really find leverage and accelerate that process and be able to, you know, hopefully be a dad and have a family one day and make my parents proud and be a good brother. And, and, and all the things that I really care about, real estate to me was the vehicle. It was the tool that was going to help me create that life that I really wanted.
0: Awesome. Let's jump into a little bit about your backstory, your personal story, you know, how you guys started. Um, I know you guys started around when a crash just happened and the market started dropping. You came in the business when people were going out of the business. So talk about that experience as well. And where did it go from there?
1: Yeah, I think the cliche is it's better to be uh, lucky than, than good, right? And that's kind of where I was. I was coming out of college. I, had, I was leaving my first corporate job because um, I realized pretty quickly that that nine to five salary was accumulating very, very fast. And so uh, my best friend and I, we started rehabbing houses. We, we would buy, we, our first house we ever bought was a, was a probate house. And uh, it was a guy in the neighborhood whose dad had passed away and he was overwhelmed trying to fix up the house. So we went and purchased that house from him, got him in a better situation, gave him some cash and we did all the the work ourselves. So we, we, you know, did all the, the demo in the house and then reframed it and put a new roof on end to end. And that was pretty much the start of my journey. And it was, I was actually really lucky because like you said, everybody was running out of the market and I was too dumb or naive or whatever you want to call it to realize what was happening. So I was all in, I was sending direct mail. I was, I was busy. I was putting bandit signs out every weekend, Friday afternoon at five o'clock. I would staple hundreds hundred to 200 bandit signs out, hoping the, the police wouldn't pick them up till Monday. I was, you know, I was just out doing all the things that I thought, you did to get a deal and it worked. And pretty quickly, I was overwhelmed. I could do about three to four deals a month. That's what I was able to do with answering the phone, meeting with sellers, hustling for buyers, usually at the same time, right? I'm driving to meet with the seller and I'm talking to a buyer about a potential house I was just at, trying to fill them out on pricing so I can negotiate. You know, I was just, and then title companies are calling me, asking me for the same corporate doc and articles of organization. I already emailed them.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. That still phone happens
0: like, today. That still happens today, Rob.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's, uh, it felt like I had five phones because I was just all the time, like, you know, juggling, juggling phones. But, and that's, you know, I learned pretty quickly that the, the hustle game wasn't really what it's all about. It looked good on Facebook, it was fun to post about the hustle and grind. For a little while it was good for my ego but i learned pretty quick that that wasn't that wasn't very sustainable it wasn't what i what i really wanted which is why i started hiring virtual teams to to do the day-to-day tasks.
0: yeah so let's talk about that a little bit because as you mentioned you know um i mean it's a lot of work i mean i've been doing this for 20 years and i mean i love what i do i'm passionate about it and I, i'm not a behind-the-desk person i like to be out in the field I have GCs I like to make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to do to stay on target. And I do capture a lot of that stuff from my social media to kind of show people who, or inspire people who want to get started. You know, you can do this. This is the process. More like the educational format. But if you don't have systems and processes, which we're getting into now, it will be chaos, right? Absolutely. And I'm sure I think that's the your best way for it. Yeah, I mean, through your experience, you realize that, and then you started to create your own processes and systems. So let's talk a little bit about that, um, going from the storm to um, transitioning to uh, being able to put systems and processes together so you can scale your business.
1: Yeah, for me, honestly, it was a couple step process. I wish I could say, oh man, this light bulb came on, I knew I needed systems and processes and boom, all of a sudden I had a beautiful foundation to run on in my business. And it was not that way at all. It was painful at the beginning. So for me, I had to realize when I answer the phone, I'm pretty much saying the same things every single time. It's each conversation has its own nuances, but every time I'm talking to a seller, it's pretty much the same conversation. I'm trying to get my seller lead sheet really only had five blanks on it that I was trying to, to fill in. Really, all the other stuff was just was a benefit. And then I realized when I was running comps, when I was doing property analysis, there's a little bit of an art to it. You have to like kind of know the neighborhoods, but mostly it was a checklist. I was looking in the same neighborhood, same size, bed and bathroom count. I was doing the same process every single time. And the real light bulb was, I mentioned title companies, every single transaction, whether I was going to wholesale it or do a fix and flip, that part of the, the front end transaction with the title company went the same every single time and so I had to think about it from that standpoint okay there's there's a lot in my day that is repetitive and it feels like I'm the only one that can do all these things like talk to the title company and manage my buyers and talk to my seller leads because if I don't talk to my seller leads and one call gets dropped and the whole business explodes and life's over right but what I realized was that I was doing the same things over and over and over and over again And what I knew was I didn't want to be working 80 or 90 hours a week. I didn't want to be missing my nephew's stuff in the evenings. I didn't want to miss Friday night dinners with the family, right? Because I was the only one doing everything. And so for me, Fuquan, it started with the the front end stuff. I knew that I needed help working my leads, And so I just wrote down what I was saying, my script. I wrote down what I was trying to accomplish. And that was my system for my seller lead management was how to answer the phone, what to say, what information was important, and when to set an appointment. So it actually improved my, my overall success by just slowing down a little bit and saying, hey, what's the objective? It's to identify where I should spend my time and make an appointment. It's not to answer the phone. Yeah. It's to figure out where I should make an appointment. So I just categorized leads as appointment or no appointment, which was follow-up. And so I could then have someone come in and use my script and set appointments for me. I could then verify those appointments and those property addresses in the lead sheet to make sure that was worth my time. But then I wasn't having to answer the phone. I mentioned comps. I wrote down the steps I went through. I screen grabbed what I was doing. And then I had a process, a system for how I ran comps. And so instead of it being this overwhelming thing, because when I first started, to sit down and like create a system or a process, it's like, where do you start? Just to log in to Infusionsoft or whatever CRM you're using, it's like you forget to think about, you have to type in the the URL or save it somewhere and there's a username and password to get in and then you have to know where to go. And most of us just know how to do our jobs and do our day because we just go through it and we do it and we never slow down to really think about what we did all day. And I bet if I asked you, hey, how was your day? You'd probably say, it was good. Yeah. I had a really good day. What'd you do today? Oh, man, I was so busy. I did, you know, I had 50 things. Okay, what did you do today? Uh, You'd have to think about it to really figure out, oh, well, I did this. Well, I realized that wasn't a good way to do my day, to just kind of get through it. And so by just taking one thing at a time, actually, you know, writing down what I did, that was the only process I needed. And then having people help me became a whole lot easier, because without systems and processes, I tried to go find help, both from Craigslist and friends and family, hiring VAs, and it was all a disaster. I I didn't like them, and they didn't like me in that process. And so I just realized I had it backwards. I needed the systems and processes first, and then everything else could fall in place. But until I had systems and processes, it was just going to be me against the world hustling, grinding, 4am workouts and 10pm and with my laptop and my laptop <laughs> on the TV, you know, so that I wish I could say that I just like, you know, snapped my fingers and it was all good. But I unfortunately have to learn through pain. And, and that was that was my process.
0: So just yeah, I, I kind of wanted to press replay, replay, replay when you were saying you need to start with systems and processes first and then bring your team on. And when you're working with virtual assistants, what I found was the best way to educate them is to have the processes and systems done and then record like short Loom videos or Zoom videos visually showing them what they want to do and then having like a weekly accountability call just to make sure that they're on track and keeping that in tune. and Going from there, um, you know, because virtual assistants can do exactly what you want them to do. With the checklist, um, you know, most of them, from what I, my experience, uh, and you don't really don't want them to think outside the box and be creative. Sometimes they can bring suggestions and ideas from research they're doing and probably can make it better. Um, but it's good to be able to leverage human capital, right, to kind of scale your business. So let's talk about that um, a little bit. You you started doing real estate. You was doing real estate. And then you try, you kind of transition into a rocket station. So tell the audience a little bit about what rocket Station is and what is the purpose of this entity.
1: Yeah, so when I was doing real estate, like I said, I, I realized there was a lot of the day that was repetitive. I had some great mentors in my in my life, fortunately. One of them was a, a broker that I hung my license. I'm in Texas and to, to get MLS access. It's a non-disclosure state. so you can't just use Zillow. You can't just use Redfin and the, the syndication sites to get property analysis to run comps. You have to actually have MLS access to see what property is sold for. So I, I got my realtor's license to be able to get MLS access. And my broker was a great mentor. And he was where I really learned about virtual assistants. And that he was in 2008 and nine. He was the first person that I personally knew was, was doing it. I know people were doing it long before that, but he was, he was the person that I knew that was really doing it. And he was using it within his brokerage. And so when I really first learned systems and processes, it was because I was running against the wall. I was meeting with my broker and he's the one that helped me get the, the light bulb going. You're just repeating yourself all day long, write it down. You know, because he had a team doing that. So I watched him with his virtual assistants from the philippines for his brokerage it was circle prospecting so every person that called off his signs and his billboards and all his marketing he would had somebody answering the phones and qualifying the leads, and then someone working all of his crm and all the mls and all the things and i was sitting there watching his business and he's at a home office with three kids he was carrying his daughter's golf clubs at golf tournaments he was building go-karts with zach in the garage He's closing bunches of transactions every month. And I'm, trying, I'm like, what, how is he dad of the year, Superman? I mean, he's not driving Ferraris, but he has a great life. And he was the dad that he wanted to be. And he, you know, spent his time with his family. And, did, and I'm like, that's what it's all about. Like, how is he getting all this done? And so I just started watching him. This was in 2008, 2009, and, and 2010 and that's when i started creating systems and processes for myself. so every seller lead call i would create a script, the running comps, working with title companies, billing billing buyers list, everything in the day to day, i started creating really strong systems that were just based off of my business. it was exactly what i was doing because i realized that other people needed help. other investors They knew how to answer the phone, but they didn't know how to write down what they were saying. They knew how to run comps, but they didn't know how to build a checklist. And I understood that because I'm an entrepreneur. I needed to be working with sellers, not writing scripts. I needed to be talking with buyers and negotiating prices or working with contractors. You mentioned that with your construction team, every rehab felt like a full-time job that that I was having to manage. So. for me that i just took the systems and processes and i just started giving them away for a few years so from 2010 11 12 i was just helping people for free do what me and my broker were doing in our business which was leveraging other people's time just talent overseas to do 80 to 90 percent of the business because when you think about real estate it's a transactional business and most people hear that and they're like duh robert But do you run your business that way? Do you set it up like a machine? Because that's what a transactional business is. Marketing has to run every single day. Your phone has to ring every single day. If you're doing SEO, those web forms, somebody's got to be in them every single day. It's not just about, you know, the one transaction. After that deal closes, you got to go do it all over again. Then you got to do it all over again. And so I realized other investors needed help within that transactional business that real estate was. And so I was just giving them all the systems and processes and showing them how to hire VAs and where to go and how to do it. And I ended up spending more time helping people hire, train, build systems in their own business and doing all the things that I was doing that I was spending my own business. So in 2013, rocket station that's when we we formed it as a company formally helping real estate professionals build systems on the front end because i think long before you should hire somebody you should have systems and processes and not just real estate investors but most businesses are terrible at that so we have a development team who specializes in building systems and processes it's all they do they've done it for 2200 something businesses at this point so Every step of your business, we we build systems and processes for, and then that creates a roadmap and identifies opportunities where you can hire people that can either answer the phone or run comps or do your administrative work or be an executive assistant, wherever the opportunities lie within your business. It comes from that roadmap. It comes from systems and processes, and then we can plug and play someone to fit that role. So we build your systems and processes, and then we're a dedicated virtual assistant team that is specific to whatever task you need. So that's, that's kind of just, I was struggling. I got help. I wanted to help other people do it. It's, it's literally, that's pretty much it. That's, that's
0: amazing, man. So with these uh, virtual assistants, is it real estate specific? Now, most of my work is real estate investors are people who's, who's looking to get into real estate. So um, I know I just saw you shaking your head so you can pretty much help any company with the roadmap and hire a virtual assistant team. But for the real estate specifically, do you have key people who already know how to do cold calls, who already know how to search for comps and who I can, just, I can just say, hey, I wanna start this business and I need your help. You know, uh, find me your key people, let's build this out. So you would take me from zero, ground zero, consult with me and then build me out the, the roadmap and then bring on the virtual team to assist me to build that business is what you're saying. That's All, what saying. Yeah,
1: in a matter of days, right? So um, it d- depends on where you are with the front end. Some people have a lot of systems and processes in place which makes the next few steps very quick for us. Um, but to do the front end build out, it's, it's not for us, we've done it so many times. So it doesn't really matter the process, whether it's lead management, because that's, that's a huge pain point for a lot of people is that, that seller lead management. And as investors, we all, we're all very tight. We, we wanna hold on to all the different tasks. But I think through the last several weeks here, we've all been forced to kind of uh, think about our businesses a little bit differently. So the idea of remote teams and virtual teams is, is very much the new norm Almost everyone. So whether you're going to hire our teams or not, we're happy to spend some time with you to to show you. So um, I know you you know me, Fuquan, and you know how the process works a little bit, but our team is there, especially right now. I don't have some gimmick to give away to people, but we're happy, anybody who's legitimately serious about just exploring systems or processes or what virtual teams, Looks like our website has lots of free information, but we can we would be happy to spend time with people and and show them exactly what that looks like if they're interested.
0: That's amazing. That, that's amazing, man. So just switching gears a little bit to the current uh, pandemic, we're in COVID 19 uh, status right now. Uh, you know, we are. They say past the curve and things are starting to slowly open back up. States are, are listed, lifting restrictions. How has this affected your business? Like everybody took a hit on the chin from this or uh, maybe next quarter we'll see the damages. But because you have a business that's related, you know, directly related to real estate. I've been on the phone with with some of the wholesalers in a in in group. Different investors I know said that they've seen their business drop a lot uh, with lead, uh, leads coming in. One wholesaler I just interviewed said his, his lead gen dropped 50%. Um, you know, this guy spends $30,000 a month just on on, on you know, leads and and going through that whole thing. Um, How has this affected your business? What challenges? The question is, what challenges are you facing now? And what are you doing to overcome?
1: So Rocket Station itself is, from an operations standpoint, we're, we're business as usual because we've been remote teams. We have an office. We're headquartered here in Dallas. We've got an office where teams come in there every single day. But as far as being required, like there's no requirement there. We've been remote and teams have been independent and virtual since 2013, like I've mentioned. So from an operation standpoint, we have really just kind of kept ticking every single day. I will say some people are, are tired of being at home like everyone else. They're, um, they love their families, their, their spouses and their kids, but I think they're, everybody's a little bit tired of each other at this point, <laughs> right? But <From> as <this, laughs> far as the business is running, I mean, we're, we're pretty much business as usual. And we've been really fortunate on the client side to not have, have too many people leave. Um, and what's really interesting is for us, The messaging has always been really difficult around, is it possible to run your business virtually? Can you manage an entire company remotely? How do you build culture? How do you build strong teams? And so what seemed like this impossibility has been forced on everyone overnight. So for us, we're catching a little bit of momentum right now because people are finally starting to understand that, hey, my entire business is done on a phone or computer and it does not have to be run out of an office. So if you have strong systems and processes, which we make sure every one of our clients do, then, then an efficient and productive business is a, is a secondary part of that. So I don't know what's coming down the line. I don't know what's gonna happen in 30, 60, 90 days. I wish I did. But up till this point, our, our clients have remained strong and pretty stable. Um, you know, we, we work with everyone from Fortune 500 companies, like publicly traded companies, software companies, property management companies, and they're, they're behaving very conservatively right now, but not running or acting out of fear. It's just a conservative approach. And for us, the, the smaller uh, clients, which are still some of the top investors in the entire country... They seem to be investing more in their business right now and kind of ramping it up because the the impression I'm getting is that they're sensing that a lot of people are exiting. The hedge funds are out. There's a lot of people pulling out. We've got a couple out of Kansas City who are having some of their best months ever and it's just because there's no competition. So I think if you're in the affordability range, I mean, I'm not a soothsayer. I have no idea what's going to happen. But what I see is anybody who's selling an affordable product that's not a luxury product. You're in affordability range. That's a worker, that a working product house. And I, I, I haven't seen much of a hit there. Anybody who was rehabbing higher end stuff, anything over three hundred thousand dollars in any primary market is, I, I would be a little bit afraid of. But um, so far, knock on wood, things are things are moving. So I, I really have no idea what's coming down the line. Um but for us it's pretty much been business as usual.
0: That's awesome, awesome. So let's let's share with the guests, you know, how to get in contact with you. Uh, you were want to drop your website if you got Instagram, Facebook, whatever that is, phone number. Let's share that with the guests.
1: Yeah, so rocketstation.com is our website. And we I think we've got some good information in there. And we just put out a masterclass with working from home. So anybody, it's totally free with a great workbook on there. And we're starting to put some interviews from different people uh, that have have worked remotely and managed teams remotely for a long time. So lots of free content. They all come with workbooks on there that are great. So jump on rocketstation.com, check out the masterclass. There's some awesome information. But anybody who wants to, that says, hey, I'm honest and sincere about systems and processes or i'm honest and sincere about the idea of building a virtual team or a remote team or what does it take to build really strong culture and you'd like to spend a few minutes with our development team just asking some questions and seeing what that would look like for your business greg brooks is is director of business development and his email is brooks at rocketstation.com that's b-r-o-o-k-s at rocketstation.com and his team is workforce management experts they would be happy to spend a few minutes with with anybody who's got some questions and uh, i think that's the most valuable thing i could offer to anybody so check out the master class but really spend some time with Greg and his team email brooks at rocketstation.com and it'll be a valuable 30 45 minutes for anyone
0: that's awesome man thank you robert robert nickel uh, rocket station great interview i really appreciate it a lot of value thanks for sharing your experience it's another great episode P-F-R-E-I, Passion for Real Estate. Make sure you check us out, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and all the other social media handles. Thanks for coming on, Robert. I really appreciate it.
1: Thanks, man. This was a lot of
0: fun. I really appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Passion for Real Estate Investments podcast. Looking forward to providing you guys with more testimonials from successful real estate investors. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at a passion, the number four, R-E-I. Thanks so much, guys. And until next time, it's a great day.